To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy, episode it's sixty-one. Time. <laughs> Dang, this fight night yesterday. You know what I was upset about is they uh, they went like there was a something between the camera and Bruce Buffer so I didn't get to see if he hopped I always like it when he hops so here's what I've heard about Bruce Buffer <clears throat> I've heard that he cannot hop anymore yeah something to do with his because he has a torn ACL yeah. but he refuses to get surgery on it because he would miss events mm. you see what I'm saying yeah so he doesn't really need it for anything he's not like you know yeah I just like it anyway episode 61 we're here man yes we are. We're finally here at episode 61. We and made it. T- tonight we're talking about Grey Jedi. Mm. Mm-hmm. So put on your controversy hats and glasses, whatever you might have that covers your controversy. <laughs> Mask, I suppose. Uh, and uh, so here's the thing is that here's I was today I was on a uh, today I was Helping clean around the house, you know, Sunday things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was thinking, man, I really don't want to watch any more Blippy or Paw Patrol or Octonauts with my kids. <laughs> I'm about to. You should have turned on uh, Inspector Gadget's last case. Fun they, for the whole family. I've turned it on before. They don't really watch it. I think it's it's over their heads still. They can't even take it in, you know? I just seem to remember being able to appreciate Inspector Gadget's last case at all ages. You remember when Moses is on the mountain with the Lord and he has to see God's face and God says, you would die, so mm-hmm. I'll show you my back? I feel like they can see the back of Inspector Gadget, but I don't think they're ready yet for the face <laughs> of Inspector Gadget. Then again, they're a lot less deprived than we were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. We were like dying laughing at Slam Dunk Ernest. Not that he's not funny, but we thought that was like the gold standard for comedy. You know, I was thinking about the other day, we didn't have cable television until we were like seven years. I was like seven. Yeah, I was just like. We had the TV. I could get uh, Channel 55 on my TV. I could get it, you know, when you could still do bunny ears. Turn on the tube. Oh, yeah. Rebellion at 9 p.m. Let's watch Heat of the Night. (laughs) In the heat of the night. Yeah. It's still good. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it really? It is. Dang. I watch it pretty often, actually. <laughs> I still watch it. You know what's nowhere is... Uh, Matlock. <laughs> Matlock and All in the Family. All in the Family for, that <laughs> for different sense. reasons than Matlock. Hey, you know what is... We lost the art of lampooning things to make a point. So, like, All in the Family had things that were <clears throat> rude or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the concept was... That, Archie Bunker was evolving, yeah, growing, was, and learning he was as a to person. Be a, uh, like a caricature, you know yeah. what I mean? That he was supposed to be looked down on. 
Exactly. But that kind of backfired because he became everybody's hero. I think that's why <laughs> I think that's why you can't find it anywhere. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, and the Heat of the Night is on um, Amazon Prime. Believe it or not, this is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, his uh, mm. Chief Gillespie's hat is like the hat I want. Dude, it is a cool hat. Yeah. It really is. It's called an open road, or also known as a drifter. It's the type of hat that Lyndon Baines Johnson wore when he was the president. I can just visualize you at like 2.30 in the morning like, so that's what that is. <laughs> yep, an open road. That's what it's called, open road Stetson. I know. That's so funny. Uh, but So what's uh, if black and white are colors, how come black and white television isn't color television? And how come a gray Jedi isn't a Jedi? Oh, good bridge. Yeah. The other bridge that I was crossing before we went on a complete rabbit trail and dove <laughs> off the bridge, like Cruella DeVille, was... Um, she had a plan. I was watching... Uh, I was like, you know what, kids? I'm going to educate you today with a little fun education. And we turned on Mythbusters. Fun education. We were watching Mythbusters. Oh. Yeah. But they only they don't have like the... Mythbusters the, two weeks in a row. Yeah. They don't have the, the older stuff on uh, Hulu. I still have... That DVD? It, it, no. Well, yes, that. I do have that. And Biketober uh, from American Shoppers. I've still got that on DVD. Hurry up and finish the buy! But I think I've still got on my iTunes on an older device, I've still got the second season of Mythbusters. If you want I'm sure that stuff. it's on Discovery. You know what I should have done is I should have just taken you out of and asked for your Discovery Plus password. We'll get that after the show. But uh, <laughs> on Hulu, <laughs> on Hulu, uh, we are ethical here at the Just Z. There's a couple of uh, we, we just, don't share Hulu, we don't share Disney Plus, we don't share Netflix, we and don't we don't share gather. Plus. We don't gather around and have twelve <laughs> or thirteen people watching the UFC fights last night. We don't do those things, as well. You shouldn't. Yeah. All right. Now that's out so. Of Anyways, I was thinking, so the way that I wanted to kind of go about this, mm-hmm. we here's how Mythbusters works, okay? <laughs> they give you the myth. Right. Right? What's the name of that folklorist? Do you remember? No. I'll Google it. It's not Jamie Heineman For or Adam Savage, so it does not matter. It's already in my search history, so I'll just pull that right up. Uh, Heather Joseph uh, Witham, which always sounds familiar after I say it, but anyway. Go ahead, Heather. Okay. So the story goes. <laughs> Pop rocks, go kill ya. So it's, uh, okay, so here's the thing is Mythbusters. She had a very large butt, and she flushed the toilet. And, got <laughs> and stuck she got stuck. Airplane. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember when they go to the store, and he smacks the crap out of that big butt? <laughs> It was the butthead. No, he was wearing, I I hail from the planet butthead, but yeah. there was a fake silicone butt that was just <laughs> in the store, and he was like, bah, and he smacked it. When I was younger, I was who, like. Who amongst us would not slap that huge silicone butt? Let's be honest. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Adam's not raising his hand either, if you guys are watching. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, let's though, see that... those stones. Nothing? Nothing? All let's... right. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but. Uh... He, no, who hasn't seen was, throw the first stone? It was me making a joke oh. about you saying, "Let's see your stones." Um, mm. So the thing is, but as a kid, as eight years old, I was like, "Whoa!" He slapped that butt like it was like, "Whoa!" Risky. Um, that's a little risky. Yeah, it's pushing the envelope there, Adam. Uh, that's what Dad would call racy television. <laughs> racy. 
I don't like how racy it was. Too fast. Um, so here's my thing <laughs> is that I wanted to, uh, when they present a myth, they give you all the information. Mm-hmm. They try to see if they can prove it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode. They go for broke. It's see either. What, see what they can do to make it happen. Right. But initially they try to do it the way that they see it. Right. You know. Today I watched one where they were doing an episode about uh, the A team, mm-hmm. and one of the things on the A team was that they had made a pneumatic uh, cannon out of a hollow uh, log of wood, and they were shooting smaller pieces oh, of I remember wood that one. out of the yeah 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 yeah. So the idea is they try to make it the way that they see it on TV or hear it from the myth or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they either confirm it, say it's plausible, or they bust it. Hence MythBusters. And so my idea was, of course, in the EU there are things, but in the Star Wars, outside of what Disney executive have, has said, mm-hmm. do we think that um, a gray Jedi can exist or is that just what a Jedi should have been all along? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, first things first, I wanted to read you the code of the gray Jedi. Mm. Yes. A knight is sworn to valor. A knight is sworn to valor. Remember the code, old knight. You know what we're talking about? Dragonheart. Dragonheart? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where will you go? Look to the stars, poet. Look to the stars. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was so funny. Because it was perfect? Look to the stars. It wasn't even that funny, and then after it finished, I thought it was funny. I can't... Anyway... I'm not mad. I like laughing. Dude, Dragonheart's a classic. Dude, that is a banger of a film. Thanks, Grandpa Lou. Yeah, thank you, Grandpa Lou. For exposing us to things that Mom wouldn't let us watch, like Book of Eli, which is also a great film. <laughs> Dude, Grandpa Lou would come down and be like, you guys <laughs> ever like, heard of Donuts and Rated R movies? <laughs> Real talk, though. He'd wait till Mom went to bed, and he's like, all right, this is the good stuff. Yeah, dude. We were, and remember, then he would just leave it. That was the best part. He would yeah. leave us the movies. I remember... Being at his house in Omaha, Nebraska, and everybody gone to bed, and it was just me and him. I think you might have been awake. And he he was like, you want to see the greatest movie of all time? And, of course, me being sheltered, I was like, Veggie Tales? <laughs> and he was like, it's a movie about a dragon. And I was like, sold. Because <laughs> I was obsessed with dragons. The Omega Code 2? Oh, my God. I am he. <laughs> Dude, if you haven't seen the Omega Code 2, you it's, gotta. Yeah, well, if you want to, it's a Christian movie, so it's on YouTube for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's you a know, up until the dragon crawls out of a guy's head, the CGI wasn't too bad with the whole, the whole demons. No, go in the, back. Go the, back. I watched it like three weeks were ago. Were the demons show not Macy? as convincing as I remember them being? No. Those shadow dogs on the ceiling? Yeah, with their fur flowing back from, I guess, the... Winds of hell? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody watched Lord of the Rings. But I... Uh, I like that. That's what demons look yeah. like. If you ever wanted to know what the devil looks like, he's a lilac gargoyle. <laughs> uh, out of the cranium of it. <laughs> Eventually we'll talk about Grey Jenna. Uh, okay, so... Oh. All right, um, so here's the code of the Grey Jedi. 
Do you want me to read it as Michael K or uh, what? Michael York, the Antichrist. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. You can't laugh though. It's serious. All right. This is serious business, guys. <laughs> Buckle up. All right. Put on your serious hats. There is no light. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, for real, for real, for real. What if I lead as a dragon? I can do it like this. Okay. There is no light without the dark. Through passion, I gain focus. Through knowledge, I gain power. Nerd. Through serenity, not wrong. I gain strength. I know. Through victory, I gain harmony. There is only the force. That so, reminds me of uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Reese would beat up smart people because he's like, when they're millionaires and they have their hot wives, they'll know that the guy cleaning their pool beat them up. That's funny. Uh, um, <clears throat> it's the opposite of the Great Jedi. So the concept of Great Jedi uh, was actually introduced around the character Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I feel well. Hmm. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. So there's a there's a. Uh, is that like cataloged or is that just mm-hmm. like? Hmm, interesting. Oh, I, dang it! I had it in my mind, um, but there's a uh, there's a story. <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, it's from the. Um, I cannot remember the story, but basically the quote is, Jin always does things his own way, always sure he is right, always incredulous if we do not see his way. Some think he is a gray Jedi. And um, Where's that at? Well, I'm looking. Um, was KOTOR released before episode one? No. Interesting. I didn't think so. But then you kind of have... Uh, Characters introduce like Jorah Sabaoth, who's you know the knockoff Jorah Sabaoth, and he's something of a I guess what you would call a dark Jedi, but it still kind of introduces the idea of a gray Jedi. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That somebody can uh, think of themselves as a Jedi and have some sort of allegiance to the Jedi ideology and code, but still be able to use uh, dark Force powers. Like his Force lightning was probably his most prominent skill, that or uh, mind manipulation, which seems to be more of a light side power than a dark side power. Right. Okay, so my understanding is... And that was before Jin. Right. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is that the concept in our world... Got gotcha. you. ...was in revolved around... terms. Jin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Stark Hyperspace War, which is a four-part series from Dark Horse Comics, which came out in 2001. Negative. Tony Stark Hyperspace Wars? <clears throat> Howard Stark. It says uh, the Stark Hyperspace Hyperspace War Part One is the thirty sixth issue in the Star Wars Republic series oh of comics. God. It was published on November twenty eighth, two thousand one, by Dark Horse Comics, um, and that is one of the moments where that would have been after Phantom. Someone says, "Yes, uh, they can." Some consider Qui Gon to be a great Jedi. Interesting, which is kind of where the concept came to birth. Yeah, um, is my understanding, and so. Uh, he was kind of the one that was, I guess, the outline for what a great Jedi looks like. Mm-hmm. And if you look into it, there's actually a couple of different versions. And this is where it gets a little bit muddy. But um, <clears throat> my understanding is that it's, in the strictest sense of the terms, it's someone who walks the line between light and dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
it could be as simple as, um, okay, like for instance, Claudia Gray recently with an interview with, uh, with a guy on Instagram called Plo Cool, pretty neat guy. Um, yeah. Uh, he, uh, she was saying that the High Republic was such an interesting thing to write because mm-hmm. you have to get out of the headspace of what you think Jedi would say and do. Right. And she said that Qui-Gon Jinn was kind of on the outer uh, reaches of who the Jedi were by the time of the rise of the Empire. Mm-hmm. But he would have, his would have mindset been an icon in the High Republic. would have been welcomed amongst the times of the High Republic. Right. Well, and that's what I think is one of the interesting Which, things. This is a cool new... Uh, yeah, that is a cool little bobble. Funko Pop. Um, I think that's one of the most interesting things about the High Republic material that we've gotten so far because... And as much as I can tell, the prevailing Jedi ideology would have been like pretty hand in hand with what Qui Gon Jinn did. You know what I mean? That it, I think there was a recognition of, um, I can't remember if it was Avar Chris or Elzar Man, but they were talking about kind of recognizing that the dark side is a part of the Force too. Yeah, which is very controversial in the Rise of the Empire era Jedi. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so um, to kind of have that recognition and see how it plays into the Force. You know, are we thinking about the Great Jedi as somebody who acknowledges those things and makes peace with them? Or are we thinking about them as somebody who um, embraces both the light and the dark for what they offer? You know what I mean? Correct. So, and that's the other thing is that um, here's the hard part that I think we all kind of know, but we have to remember and remind ourselves of um, is that the Jedi that we've seen the most of, which is the prequel era Jedi, mm-hmm. when you come to yeah, absolutely. the most Jedi content. When they answered so many questions, because I was uh, re-watching the original trilogy recently, and I was mm-hmm. like, man, there's like nothing about Jedi lore in here, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's so much... I just grew up with the prequels, so I took it for granted, but right. so much was introduced in those movies. Well, what's crazy is you have Luke, who doesn't know Jack Squad about being a Jedi, right? and then you have Obi-Wan, who's... He's a great Jedi, but he's, he's still a little bit haunted by how things went down obviously Mm -hmm. same with yoda and so then you get to the prequels and we're all thinking okay now we're going to see what a model jedi is and Mm -hmm. that is not what we got in prequel jedi the prequel jedi council you know they're literally saying things like i think it's time to inform the people around us that we have lost our you know our ability to feel the force to use the force our relationship with the force has been lessened Mm -hmm. um And then you have someone like Yoda, who is so, so much a pillar of what we see as Jedi, and he's the one that's like, we're not going to tell him anything, you understand? Mm-hmm. Well, and then even... <laughs> and he was a part of the High Republic. Right. Well, and it's like in The Last Jedi, for instance, Yoda is kind of uh, rewriting the thinking of the Jedi, you know, yeah. from the afterlife, you know, kind of still teaching Luke what it means to be a Jedi, and it seems like ideas and introspection has kind of offered him a different outlook on what that looks like as well. Right. That it's not so much tradition. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So Qui-Gon's kind of the first person that we hear the term gray Jedi from obviously gray. The thing is when I think of gray, I'm like, okay, so that's obviously a mixture of light and dark. But when you look into it, gray can mean anyone who does not see eye to eye with the council. Um, people like, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The the girl from Into the Dark that is doing her own. Um, oh yes, um, the Wayseeker. Yeah, miracle worker. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the concept of a way seeker is something that so the high republic is introducing all these new things mm-hmm. um, but a way seeker is what the expanded universe before the disney purchase would have called a great jedi right you know even someone who takes the bearish vow who is like i need to figure out what i know and what i believe about the force you know so i'm going to i'm going to take my, a leave of absence and i'm going to go to kashyyyk or i'm going to go to hoth or i'm going to go to some random place and I'm going to just commune with the force and I'll serve the local community. But the goal is to figure out what my relationship with the fourth, what uh, the Orla Jirini. There you go. Orla Jirini. Okay. She's a way seeker. And when you find out what a way seeker is, it's someone who doesn't really see eye to eye with the council, but there's a mutual parting of the ways, mm-hmm. which I guess is the difference. Um, yeah. I, I think it, it's hard to kind of wrap my brain around if that's like an introduction to, um, like the idea of a great Jedi, because it's kind of been refuted a lot by Disney, you know, that a great yeah. Jedi can't exist. <clears throat> but then there's this introduction and it, you know what I mean? It kind of really just yeah. depends on how you look at the idea of a great Jedi. Well, the, th- the weird thing about <clears throat> Star Wars is I want to say someone like Pablo Hidalgo is the one that's like, no, great Jedi aren't a thing. Stop asking us. Um, and not to come off as kind of like a tool, but it's like, Okay, it's literally been written into past lore before you were in the works. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know he's one of the ones in charge now, but I don't know. He he, he kind of comes off as kind of a rude individual anyways. But, um, well, and it's like a lot of people think if, the, you know, somebody's a Force user, right? That they're mm-hmm. either a Jedi or a Sith. But right. if we look at uh, what was that trilogy that takes place after the Heir to the Empire? trilogy yeah maybe there's like a duology there's like a billion but but it's like specifically in that storyline anyway uh orson card is trying to or telling card sorry is trying orson card's an author telling card's trying <laughs> oh to, the hand of thrawn duology yeah 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 where he's trying to it's, hunt down um, that one uh he's like a big smuggler yeah. kind of icon and he basically trained in the style of these uh monks mm-hmm. um that use the force differently than mm-hmm. the Jedi or the Sith. And it was like this completely other approach to force using and different abilities. And I think it was like, like passing, like phase shifting, you know what I mean? Like just crazy crap. Yeah. Specter of the past and vision of the future. Yeah. By yeah, yeah. Zahn. You know what I mean? So it's books. like, yeah. Does a great Jedi fall somewhere in there? You know what I mean? And we just use the word Jedi cause we don't have freaking anything else. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's crazy because when you look it up, as you read, like, obviously, Wikipedia can be edited by whoever, but it mm-hmm. is still great information. But when you're reading on Wikipedia, it basically says that uh, the term gray is used to describe Jedi who would have fallen away from the strict rules of the council or simply did not have like, like-minded like views. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's it's crazy because there's actually um, there's a book trilogy called Coruscant Nights. Nights, like as in daytime, nighttime, mm-hmm. not K-N. Um but in the first book of that series, Caribbean Nights. Yeah, exactly. Arabian Nights. Uh, there's a group called the Gray Paladins, and they were people who just didn't see eye to eye with the Council, who had kind of been excommunicated from other Jedi. Uh, but they were not practitioners of the dark, hmm. and they were considered gray, or hmm. their the term was Gray Paladins. Yeah, and that's what's crazy to me is. <clears throat> I think before you go, you know, have this strong thing, you say, no, there's no such thing as a great Jedi, mm-hmm. which probably that person's thinking um, someone who uses the light and the dark right. a lot. Right. You know? Right. Um, 
but that's a weird thing because how can you not have a great Jedi and have someone like Rey who has in her desire to save a friend shot a bus out of the sky with lightning. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's canon. We have it canon that Dooku was using force lightning when he was still a prominent member of the Jedi order. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, he was using it to save Qui-Gon Jinn, whose yeah. life was in danger. And it's kind of like, it's it's interesting because, okay, in Ray's thing, it was out of desperation. She didn't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be those ragers out there that are like, Ray isn't canon. Ragers. Um, so here's the thing. If you're someone that's like, the sequel trilogy isn't real Star Wars to me, then you probably think that a great Jedi is, you have to be more on the side of great Jedis are a real thing than we even are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're someone that's like, no, whatever Disney says is canon is canon, then maybe the term isn't great Jedi, but there are people out there that are by their own volition, not walking the path of the Jedi, yeah, but doing good. Well, and then the even question if, has to be asked, you know, can there be a Jedi or a force user who does use the light and the dark side simultaneously. Like Revan in the book Revan, uh-huh. you know, it's described he's pulling on the light side and the dark side at the same time. And it's incredibly powerful. And it's like everything that you wanted the whole book to be, but it's like 15 pages and very much a letdown. But you know what I mean? Like that was, um, <laughs> yes, it, that's the crazy you know thing I mean? though. Yeah. Okay. So from a moralistic standpoint i understand the concept of it doesn't make sense to be gray because you need to be one or the other mm-hmm. um but if you're looking at it just from abilities or things control, a lukewarm jedi exactly <laughs> um well that's the hard part is like okay so if evil if the dark side is just inherently evil mm-hmm. and using the dark at all turns you evil from my then point I, of view the jedi are evil i guess there can't be gray um but if you know so okay what if luke who just finished creating his own lightsaber and is the first Jedi Knight that's been out and about in a good while. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when Return of the Jedi had just come out and there was no comics and no, there was mm-hmm. no Star Wars yeah, Rebels or anything Jedi. like that. Yeah. And when he comes in and there's a deleted scene where he just finished putting his lightsaber together, like oh, he's cool. the Jedi on the scene. And what's the first thing he does when he gets into Java's palace? Force chokes somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And with, with the intention of... There's the revenge. I don't mean I don't mean evil here. Yeah, but you are you are evil, restraining me from doing good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is there a balance there? And so, um, what's crazy is the earliest recorded Grey Jedi is actually a character named Jolie Bindo, and Jolie Bindo was uh, a human Jedi Knight that uh, fell in love with Jolie. a yeah, Jolie, Jolie, Jolie. He went the whole way. Um, you kind of have to once you start. You have to. Um, no, so Jolie Bindo falls in love with this uh, this human woman that he meets, and they get married. And it says that according to ancient Jedi lore, when young men would meet women and leave the Jedi Council, the Jedi Order to be married, they called it pulling a bin- uh, pulling a Bindo, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, He's Bindo the rules. <clears throat> Exactly. But there's this moment where actually Bindo, Jolie Bindo comes from um, Knights of the Old Republic and he talks to uh, Revan on Kashyyyk. Mm. And by this time, he has excommunicated himself from the Jedi because he does not see himself as a Jedi in the way that they want him to be a Jedi. He mm-hmm. sees himself differently. And he says, 
Well, I assure you, I see more gray than dark and light. I'm just a stubborn old man, tired of the foolishness of others. And so in his mind, obviously this is retconned because the High Republic is right. thousands of years later. Yeah. but at And this, apparently Bacta was only invented like 200 years before the Phantom Menace. Right? How crazy is that? So, um, sorry, Bane, you don't get to heal that quickly after getting thrashed in the duel. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because um, basically his thing is, uh, okay, so the story of Jolie Bindo is he meets this woman mm-hmm. and she, Classic. Uh, they fall in love. Boy meets girl. And he finds out that she it's is pregnant. Nope. He finds out that she's force sensitive. Oh, nice. And so even though he's a Jedi Knight, he's not a master, he starts trying to train her and she's strong in the force. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but out of shame, he knows that he is not supposed to, um, he doesn't want to bring her with him back to the Jedi. Mm. Um, he's kind of distanced himself from them. And <clears throat> so then the Sith army comes calling, recruiting. Knock, knock, knock. And it's the his, Sith. his wife is like, would help me, you know, join with me to, to fight on the side of the Sith because they're the ones who are going to allow us to be together because they don't believe in attachment. They don't believe in There's no peace, passion, only passion and all those other things. And so he says no, and she tries to kill him. Nice. And uh, he defeats her, but he won't kill her. A little firecracker, huh? Yep. And so she leaves, joins the Sith army, and is actually responsible down the road for multiple deaths of other Jedi mm. in the army. And then once the Sith army is destroyed, um, and Exar Kun is, is defeated, and he's put into stasis or whatever until years later when his spirit comes back to haunt Luke's Jedi Academy, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jolie Bindo stands in front of the... Yeah, he stands in front of the Jedi Council... And they want him to answer for his, you know, wrongdoing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he basically won't apologize and is like, you know what? I don't, you know, they said, you know, because he joined, he ended up joining the the good guys again and helping be a part of the victory. And they want to bring him back in to the, to the fold and make him a master. And he's like, no, because I can't get over. You're, you guys are the ones that have set up these rules that don't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And if they would have made sense or if there was a place where I felt like I would feel something besides shame, I would have brought my wife with me to Coruscant and she wouldn't be responsible for all these deaths mm-hmm. and she wouldn't be dead. So I'm going to excommunicate myself. Almost takes a bearish vow before that was a thing mm-hmm. written into canon. And that's where he meets Revan. <clears throat> and uh, one thing that he says that's very interesting to Revan is Revan's talking to him about, you know, well... Of course, love is the what leads you to the dark side because it creates attachment. And Jolie Bindo says, love does not lead you to the dark side, but unchecked passions do. But if the Jedi would teach you how to check your passions and not check your love, then, you know, I never would have been led astray. My wife mm-hmm. would never join the dark side. You know whose help uh, Luke's Jedi temple could have used? Was Jedi Padawan Shagi. He's quite... Uh quite the holiday cheermeister when it comes to flushing out the ghosts nice were you listening to anything i said or were you just yeah, waiting for I that was. joke <laughs> i was doing i can do both um so they're really hilarious tie together if you ask me there is a, a weird stigma there where it's almost like the quote-unquote grays of the past probably were honestly just better versions of jedi who had a wider scope of what was possible you know what i mean mm. um so 
Then down the road, you have it's weird because in Legends, you have the Imperial Remnant, which actually ends up turning good in the far future. And so you have the the Emperor, mm-hmm. you know, not Palpatine, but you have the Emperor who is the ruler of the Imperial Remnant, who's actually a good man. And you have Imperial Knights who are Force users that are not necessarily part of the Jedi Order. And they're the first people that you see that have the white blades before like Ahsoka and all that made the famous. Mm. And they said, we serve the emperor as long as he serves the, the, the light. So then you have like, these are these other, these other force users and they're just called Imperial Knights. They're not necessarily Jedi, but they're force users, but they serve the light side. So there are areas outside of Jedi or Sith mm-hmm. that are Absolutely. force users. Um, and so some of the things that, uh, some of the, lore that mentions great jedi is a cool one is jedi academy that's a really cool video game from the early 2000s uh darth plagueis novelization talks about great jedi uh just in mentioning uh but legacy of the force and fate of the jedi both mention great jedi mm-hmm. and what those you know, look like and then star wars legacy talks about it semi-heavily uh the comic book that has darth crate and stuff in it um but there's a very there's a pretty long list of people that you could you could say are considered greys. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Qui-Gon's there. Ahsoka is probably there. Yeah. Uh, I would say Quinlan Voss probably goes on the list somewhere. Quinlan Voss is on the list right right there. Um, many people say that... Do you know who kind of gets on the list there towards the end would have been uh, Asajj Ventress in a roundabout way? Yeah. Yeah. You know That's what I interesting. mean? It's funny because maybe... She was initially a Jedi. Most people don't know that. Right. Maybe grey Jedi isn't the right term. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be this other, mm-hmm. there needs to be some other group, I guess. Well, and I mean, if you read Dark Disciple, there's kind of like a quiet expression of longing for her to kind of rejoin the Jedi. You know what I mean? That when she had to go visit the Jedi Temple to get this plan down with Kenobi, she felt out of place, but she also like, there was something there. You know what I mean? It was, there was a feeling of home, mm-hmm. of community. Yeah, very interesting. Um you know, someone that I think that if you are just going by what a classic Jedi from episodes one, two, and three looks like, um, someone that you would absolutely think was a gray or like a radical uh, is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, for from, sure. From the Legends continuity. Yeah, and it's almost a little bit more eye-opening when you get into the Legacy of the Force series, which I've just dipped my toe in the water because I've been so daggum busy since I started it. But... uh the way that Luke is trying to explore what the Jedi should look like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The way that he's trying to figure out, you know, what's right. And he's the Jedi Grandmaster and he's married and has kids. You know what I mean? He's trying to figure these things out. What's the balance? Right. Um, because, I mean, that was all before we had a little bit more standardized idea of what the Jedi looked like. Right. Um, him just trying to figure it out and sift that out based on what he knew, which was apparently very little. Hmm. You know what I mean? You're in betrayal still? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite series. A lot sure. of Corellians in there. Oh, yeah. Have you met Thrak and Sal Solo yet? Yeah. Yeah. Total douche. Like anti-Han Solo? Yeah. Like uh, reverse Flash, but for Han Solo? Yeah. Super cool series. Um, uh, Like I mentioned, Ray earlier. And then someone... Okay, so here's one that's interesting is because we've mentioned Jolie Bindo, who's like the first, you know, the oldest or original great Jedi. Um, but here's someone who's created by Disney. 
Uh, and I don't know what you, I guess because he's just a being, you can't really label him. You say the Bindu? But the Bindu. Nailed it. He, you know, he's kind of above a, both sides of the board. Yeah, exactly. Bendo Bindu. Um, he's kind of above both sides of the chessboard, and he says, I don't, you know, I don't trouble myself with the light or the dark. I'm the one in the middle. Mm. And it's, you know, what's interesting is the way that the Bindu describes himself. Probably. Yeah, but. I don't know. I guess because only one of them can talk, I feel like they're not quite on the same sentient level. That you know of. Yeah. All I know is what I know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But the Bindu, it's interesting because he, it's, it's funny that if you see it, all right, if you're, I'm trying to put it out there, my mind's eye is working, but um, in my mind, it's on the far left, you have the dark on the far right, you have the light. And then somewhere in the middle is the gray, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But the way that the Bindu describes it is almost more like, a pyramid versus just a 2d landscape and it's the dark and the light are fighting against one another and those who join only one side or the other don't understand the benefit of finding balance and he's the one in the middle that understands the power of what the force is just in and of itself Mm. and so it's kind of like if you think about it in those terms the force wanted anakin to become a gray jedi if you think about the father in uh, the Mortis arc as the expression of the Force, right? He demanded that Anakin become powerful over both of them. You need you to have a mean? harness over both, mm-hmm. and you can't have the son is more aggressive, so you need to have a harness over him. But the daughter also has things that she wants a certain way, and she can't get her way all the time either. Mm-hmm. It's really strange because if the Force is is right and good and all that kind of thing, all those things in the universe, then either the force itself is inherently light and has to be bent to do the darkness, which is kind of what it makes it sound like whenever you talk about the new concept of bleeding kyber crystals to create dark side lightsabers. It's very, they have not painted a very clear picture with the new continuity because either the force, if there's, if the force itself is good and it's also hard because I have like these hardcore lifelong Judeo-Christian values that I'm like, you know, God is light and him there is no darkness. So, but if the force is the force well, in the middle, how's it work? I mean, it kind of still goes in hand in hand if you want to think of kyber crystals as an expression of the will of the force because there had to be synthetic kyber crystals, which is like even one step further removed from just having, you know what I mean, a mm-hmm. crystal that you can kind of overpower and bend to your will, which I feel like is kind of the embodiment of the dark side anyway. That yeah. you, it, the light you serve the light and the dark, it's like you're both beating each other up until eventually the person's body gives out. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to make the force do your will. Mm-hmm. Is the idea of the dark side? Does that make so, sense? Yeah. So are you saying that you feel like the the light is the force and the dark is the perversion of the force? No, I, I'm saying that the kyber crystal isn't necessarily definitive one way or the other. That there's kind of evidence for both ways under mm. either so ideology. So maybe, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. So maybe. I think that the force is both. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that sounds like. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a necessary darkness for the light. You know what I mean? That apparently if you get too high-minded in the light, there's perversion in that as well. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I think to the way that I understand it to become too dedicated, like overly dedicated to the light side of the force without recognizing the balance that the dark side offers, you then pervert the light side. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the earth. You know what I mean? Like Christopher Columbus is like, I'm finding East by sailing West. Right. It's yeah. Well, so it, I guess, I mean, you see that in the, with Yoda, for instance, when he's going through the, the training with the wills, uh, huh. He has to first acknowledge his dark side. You know what I mean? He'd always been repressing it, and that's oh, why he yeah. wasn't to be in touch with the Force, but then he acknowledged it and made peace with it. And he couldn't defeat it, but he could say, you don't have any power over me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So to find balance, he had maybe, to still meet it. Maybe the, there is a darkness. I don't know. It's hard to say. So we honestly, when you look at it, we have such a small microscopic view of stories from mm-hmm. the star wars galaxy yeah. where obviously the skywalker saga is the thing that is dominating the landscape and the point of view from the skywalker saga is there are two factions the jedi the sith mm-hmm. and the jedi are righteous and the sith are evil but is there a balance out there where you can okay so like maybe a gray is someone who obeys the will of the force but every once in a while, in the heat of battle or in times of necessity, um, harnesses the force more powerfully than just going about the regular day. And that's when you dip into, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ray, out of necessity, had that force lightning at her disposal she didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an evil act. Yeah. When Palpatine does it, he per- he's perverting the power that is given to him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <clears throat> to think about it like that, I think also undermines the uh, the inherent strength that is within the light side of the force as well. You know what I mean? I think we're getting a really good look at that in um, the higher public. Mm-hmm. That there are other Jedi abilities, that are doing up crazy there. stuff. Like there's a guy he's basically a waterbender. You know what I mean? He made it rain. That's freaking crazy. You know, and so I feel like that's kind of uh, the other far end of something that we see in the. Uh, Bane trilogy where they make juice this crazy huge force through or a storm through Mm -hmm. like a sith ritual i think that they're just i think they're different paths to kind of the same place but i think it's the intent with which you make your way towards those things does that make sense yeah so i guess what's our time at i don't want to go forever Uh, like 43 minutes probably oh sweet i thought we were like an hour um okay so Where's the so? What is the Bindu? He's not. I know he's not a force user. He's more of a being. But aren't we all? If Disney executives and Lucasfilm executives under the Disney you know rule are saying no, Gray is not a thing. Then how do characters like Ray exist? How do characters like the Bindu exist? How do characters like Luke Skywalker exist? Yeah, and I think. Really, what it always has to come back to is what they think of as a gray Jedi. Because if you think of a gray Jedi, the it the classic idea of a gray Jedi for me is Revan, mm-hmm. right? Especially when he finds his kind of balance at the end where he's he's just manhandling both sides of the force. You know what I mean? But I think... My mind, like I have read the book, uh-huh. but my mind hurts trying to wrap my mind around the fact that to 
use the light side is to be a servant of the light side. Right. And to use the dark is to harness it and make it do what you want. Right. And, and so, to do both at the same time hurts my brain. That's what I'm saying is that, like, that's the classic idea of that picture, right? Like, yeah. he's, he's like, if you take that idea to its extreme, that's Revan. Yeah. And I don't think from what I understand about the light side and especially the dark side from the Bane trilogy that the idea can exist because Bane didn't want to go whole hog at one point and he just completely lost control of the force. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His powers were gone. He was yeah. weak. He was slow. For those of you who have not um, indulged yourself in read or listened it to is the my Bane trilogy, absolute favorite Star Wars book. There's a moment in Path of Destruction, the first book, where he has an outburst of "I'm doing this thing" mm-hmm. and uh, kills another student at the Sith Academy. And from my, what I understand, he's he sees what kind of potential he has, and mm-hmm. the vastness of it scares him, and he kind of pulls away. Yeah, boy. Well, yeah, he has this moment where he's like. Man, I had this emotional, you know, it's mm-hmm. a Sith moment. It's he's yeah. a, he has an outburst and he's going to prove himself and yeah. screw you. I don't care who you are. I'm just going to do whatever I need to do yep. to establish myself. And there's, a, like you said, there's a moment where the scope of it kind of shocks him. And because he just barely pulls back from the dark side and isn't just pedal to the metal, mm-hmm. the force completely like leaves him right. and embarrasses him. And I think, which makes you like, like that timeline makes you feel like there is an entity, which is the dark side of the force. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how I've always pictured it up until recently, uh, recently being like five or 10 years ago. <laughs> but growing up, I was like, you know, like I said, because of my upbringing and my, you know, Christian values mm-hmm. in real life, I'm like, there's a God out there that loves you. Well, and there's like, and then there's a devil that wants to send your soul to hell for eternity. There are other, and that's the light in the dark. You know, I, I mean, other really good examples within Star Wars itself, like Malgus, he had to sacrifice what he loved so that he could tap into ultimate power and wouldn't have any weaknesses. Kylo had to kill his dad. You know, every time I see somebody who has to, uh, I mean, uh, Anakin for God's sake had to kill the Jedi Order. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the to when cross really, over all and to really to do commit, is kill Padme. To really commit, you know what I mean? You had to freaking, you got to, it's complete commitment. You know what I mean? So I I can't really visualize somebody being powerful in both the light and dark side because it's one way or the other. I feel like you could be a mediocre force user and try and pull on both, but I don't think you could really be ultimately powerful. Yeah, that's the hard part is that, I guess, so the conclusion that I've come to, and I'll see what you think, the conclusion I've come to is, if gray Jedi means I have questions mm-hmm. and I want to know what those questions are, almost kind of like, okay, um, okay, here's, here's, if this is a gray Jedi, then this can exist. Um, you go back a few hundred years and the Catholic Church uh, tells you that if you don't think that the earth is the center of the universe, then you're a heretic. And Leonardo da Vinci, or not Leonardo da Vinci, Galileo is a scientist. And he's going, so if our mass is smaller than that of Jupiter or smaller than that of Saturn, how is it that these larger objects are being pulled to us? You know, and he's starting to have these questions. And he's not saying that Jesus Christ is not the son of God. Mm -hmm. He's just questioning, is the earth the center of the known universe or our known universe or our galaxy or whatever you want to call it? And they're saying... To deny that the earth is the center of the known universe is questioning of God himself. Therefore, 
you're a heretic mm-hmm. and you must be killed. You're questioning Aristotle, which is like questioning the Bible. Are you back saying Galileo was a great Christian according to the Catholic Church? I want to say, yeah, I want to say that. <laughs> so if that is what a great Jedi, if that's what it is, is just having questions. Yeah, and that's my that's the main. Then, I think then that's, that is. I think that's absolutely possible. Yeah, I think that's the conclusion we're going to have to come to is what the definition of a great Jedi is. Because you can't give yourself wholly to the dark and to the light. Yeah, it can't be done in in the way that I understand it. In the way that I've read multiple Sith and multiple Jedi struggle to fully devote themselves to one aspect of the Force. I don't think it can be done. But I'll, I've brought it up before, but I think it's probably the most impactful line in all of the Into the Dark novel, which is where Orla is reflecting on her kind of stepping away from the, the way of the Jedi, and she says it took her a while to come to grips with the fact that if the Jedi were telling her not to listen to the Force in the way that she felt the Force was guiding her, it was not the Force that was wrong. Right. right, you know what I mean. She's ultimately serving the light side of the force. She's basically the Martin Luther, basically, dude. And so it's like uh, you can be a servant of the light without being a servant of the Jedi Order. Yeah, and I don't think that they are mutually exclusive, but I don't think that they're um, like mutually contained either. You know yeah. what I mean? So a great Jedi, according to what we're talking about, really has nothing to do with dabbling in the darkness. Yeah, I think it just has to do with stepping away from... It happens from, to be, you are a Force user, or you've grown up... Jedi it, doctrine, Yeah, you've, <laughs> for lack of a better You've word. grown up around that, because the Jedi are a religion. Mm-hmm. And what that's what happens when, when human beings... It's funny how our real flaws in real life are, we can't get away from writing about them. Mm-hmm. And so, the biggest flaw of the Jedi are, they've the human mind can't contain the perfection of in our world, God, you know what I mean? When, when humans start meddling in those affairs, you get religion that hurts people versus a relationship with God that heals them. And same thing for the Jedi is you have a a relationship with the force. And instead of following what the force says, you follow what tradition says. And it's all over the place. That's, that's, you know, that's politics. That's all these other things. So if we're saying, so go back to the Mythbusters style of thinking, Plausible. Plausible if... That my, that's where I learned the word plausible with Mr. Oh, Buffers. absolutely. Um, I was so like, that's a fun word. Plausible if gray means um, thinking, having questions, uh, not, not rebellion, but just realizing that there's more out there and the Jedi had lost their way mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, if you if you measure it by the inclusion of the word Jedi, it would just be any contradiction to orthodoxy within the Jedi Order. Yeah, but we're saying along the lines of someone who can passionately embrace the dark side and light side of the Force and willingly throw themselves busted. and draw on both sides at the same time. Yeah, I just can't that is conceive busted. of it happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, Revan. That whole Ray thing with the lightning is just still a strange... It was really neat to see, but it's really causing some problems for my faith when it comes to... I mean, we had Dooku doing that first, I think. Yeah, but when Dooku did it, there was anger involved. She was angry. She did not have ill intent towards that ship because Chewie was inside, to her knowledge. Yeah, but she. I mean, it was a struggle, you know what I mean? Right, but my thought is, okay, in Dooku... It's like yeah, there's a little bit of malice there. Yeah, malice there. Malice there. That's that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Crazy Duke, pod racing over in Malice there. Dooku was like, "You'll be punished for this." 
you know, righteous anger. <laughs> no, <laughs> she was evil, man. She uh, was trying to. Kill, I, no, she I wanted know. to kill Qui Gon specifically so that she could fulfill her mandate of killing somebody of every age from like one to ninety nine, zero to ninety nine. Yeah, that's that pretty. Was... That's pretty. Pretty dark. Up. Pretty dark. So if that's kind of like one of the deepest expressions of darkness I've seen in a Star Wars book, then him doing that to her. Mm-hmm. Justice. Yeah. But I'm saying I get what you're saying. I'm just being devil's yeah, advocate. It's 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 hard. It's hard. It's like um it's kind of like Dooku should have been killed, but And he was. The reason Anakin did it was not because it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like Palpatine justified it by saying, well, he cut off your arm. You know? Literally what it would be. So that's crazy. I don't know. Teeth. So, I mean, I just... To have someone use such... To me, such a dark force power in Sith Lightning just naturally is so strange. She's and then, palps. No explanation. I get that, but... I don't know, man. It's just such well, we're a... We're also talking about the person who you also, uh, the... naturally freaking went to Vapad and her fighting style. Let's talk about that for a second. She never held a lightsaber before, and she goes to the most aggressive form. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess naturally she has the bend toward the dark and has to strive Yeah, she's anti-Kylo. She's, she's running away from her attraction to the dark. Kylo's running away from his attraction to the light. And still, that's the, the that's and, the force dyad. Yeah, but it's but it's funny though because it's 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 a beautiful mirrored image, mm-hmm. but because it's a good versus evil thing, there can't be balance. It doesn't make sense. It's not that's not family friendly. So the cure is, hey, I'm going this way. I'm going this way at the same speed. Wow, look at us. We're the same person. But to win, we'll both go this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's even, life. The guy and the girl can, meet, and the dude does whatever the chick wants. Yeah, that's freaking the most real thing to happen in Star Wars. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, for the deep force thinkers like myself, it's not satisfying. Oh well, I would have liked for Ray to have gone dark and been killed myself <laughs> by Boba Fett. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so crazy. plausible so and or busted. Plausible if it's plausible. just someone Blanket who, plausible. who is seeking more of the Force versus just more of the religion of the Jedi, mm. and busted if it's an embodiment and full craving and full powering embrace. of both. Very good. So now you know. It's just not a blanket answer from some executive somewhere. We dove in and we did some research and we prayed about it. <laughs> um... Very interesting. All right. Very interesting. Very cool. Well, uh, some set images were leaked from the Andor series, so that's got to be coming up pretty quick. Nice. I'm excited for that. Um, and uh, Book of Boba Fett comes out in December. I'm just waiting on a daggum trailer for that. You guys won't see me for a month. I'll just die. Um, and May the 4th, which is just over a month away, is Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be excited for that. I am excited. Some for good that. stuff coming. So please stay tuned. If you're listening on a podcast, whether it's the Apple Podcast uh, app or Spotify or SoundCloud, um, even SoundCloud or Audible. We're oh yeah, we're on well. there now. And Amazon Music. Man, if you're an Audible listener, you're a real one. Yeah. That platform is not user friendly when it comes to downloading new stuff directly through the app. 
So um, if you're doing that, hey, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review and write the review, and we will read it on air. Yeah, I'd also love to hear yours guys' thoughts uh, if you had any arguments about our points that we were being made or if you yeah, thought absolutely. that we helped you come to some sense of clarity. I'd love to hear those. And things. if you're a listener only and not a viewer, a best way to um, to give us your thoughts is either to comment on our post on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, at Chista Sinensi Podcast or if you will leave us a comment on our YouTube channel. There's yes. some folks out there that have only ever been on YouTube and they don't know that we do just audio if you're driving around somewhere. And there's some folks out there that are listening and they don't realize we're on YouTube, but we're on both. We're doing it all. Um, so please make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell because that actually does the most for us. When YouTube sees that people are wanting to get notified about us, that's how they boost our, our content going out. So Family thank you guys so much. And remember that the Force will be with you always. And light side, dark side, gray Jedi, doesn't matter. Who cares? Negate the the last hour. (laughs) You have here is me. We'll see you guys next week.